Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. We certainly do. Welcome to Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, episode 231. I am one of your co-hosts, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here <laughs> featuring my co-host, Mark Blankenship. Hi, Mark. We found podcasts in this show. <laughs> it's my greatest work. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what are we talking about today? Well, it was my turn to bring a song to the table, Sarah, and I have selected Rihanna featuring Calvin Harris on We Found Love. And it is a song that is the biggest hit of Rihanna's career by chart metrics. It was number one for 10 weeks. And it also is arguably the definitive song of the 2010s EDM movement, which is the movement of songs where you basically are just waiting for this beat to drop. And then you imagine 70,000 people around a big scaffolded stage in Uh Las Vegas jumping up and down simultaneously. Sure. (laughs) But uh, I just think that there's some stuff that's worth digging into here, not least our, at this point, five-year conversation about the many, many moods of Rihanna. Mm. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to a clip. Is this where I confess that I did not know this was Rihanna until I began prepping this episode? I guess it is. Yeah. I mean. So the song had permeated your brain, but you just didn't know who it was by? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like this song was, first of all, it is shocking to me that the song is 10 years old. Yeah. Um, And I, I feel like I've been hearing it more lately. Just like coming out of people's cars and stuff. I mean, it, you know, as we record this, it's like we're on the hem of summer 2021. Um, we're we're the world is trying to re-enter itself. That sounded gross, but you know what I mean. Um, and it's kind of a perfect song for this moment. That like, it, you know, look at uh, look at all the lessons we've learned and all the fun reunions that we're having, but. Like the the hopeless place part ends mm-hmm. up like it's that darkness and disco shit that we talk about a lot on this podcast, and especially coming from Rihanna and someone with her personal um intimate history, and having watched this video, like now I can't now I can't hear the song without also seeing the shadow that's over it of yes. the video's concept of like, it's not the love part that you need to take away from the song. It's the hopeless place part out of which nobody the song is talking about 
got out alive. Like, right. But, and yet, total chair dancer, like, roll down your car windows, blast it under the BQE. Everybody else is going to be bugging out. It's a great bop, but it's so dark. It's so dark, I think. I think that without the music video, we might never have seen what was inside of this song. And I think it's a great credit to Rihanna as an artist that she can ride the line between the ebullience and the despair Mm -hmm. so well. She really can. And this, this vocal to me is um, not, I think the reason I didn't know it was her is that this is like a, sweet and i don't mean sweetened i just mean like sort of um pure like unskunked by a huge blunt vocal from her that is not entirely typical like once mm-hmm. you know it's her then you know it's her you, like you can't unhear or unknow that it's her but the the vocal is like much more sort of uh trilly and mm-hmm straightforward and it's not that i didn't know that she had a lovely instrument she just doesn't usually it doesn't get played this way normally and i'd also like to point out that there are some lyrics in this song that like without the video these are perfectly pop lyrics in that they're extremely profound but also fundamentally nonsensical like as your shadow crosses mine what it takes to come alive. Like, yes, but also what? <laughs> like, uh, is what it takes to come alive n- Narcan? Like, what, 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 are we, what, are we, what are we talking about? Like, which, um, which substance are we talking about? What are you talking about? But also, like, your first instinct is to be like, I, I hear that. Like, it resonates in my soul but my soul doesn't appear to speak any english like it it's really perfect i mean the song really has many layers and uh i experienced all of them while preparing this episode and another thing that i really do love about this song is the drop that i included in this clip Mm -hmm. uh the the weight the delicious wait for that increasingly intense bleep sound to finally explode into that persistent rhythm. It's so fucking gratifying. And I feel like it is an element of this song that obliterates my conscious mind and just forces me to appreciate it viscerally. And I love that because it's very easy to talk about pop songs that do that, but it's not as easy to make one that can achieve it. Yeah. And This is a song that is, in a way, like you were saying, it's so simple. The lyrics are so nonsensical. The melody of the chorus is quite pretty and quite catchy, but it all sort of fuses together into something bigger than its parts. And I really like that about it. And I'm glad that you talked about Rihanna's vocal, because even though the song is written and produced solely by Calvin Harris, I do think that the song works the way it works because Rihanna is present. Yeah. And... She has a way as a vocalist of knowing just when to pull off of the note and just pull off of what's happening in her vocal storytelling that really serves this track. And I think if she were singing it more aggressively, 
in that Katy Perry honk, for instance, right, we would actually lose some of the melancholy, the steeped in rue, to quote your professor, mm-hmm. uh, yes. that we do then see in the video. Like there's a there's a delicacy to what she's doing here that counterbalances the intensity of the track that I think gives us room for the more complicated interpretation that we are discussing right now. Well, I was just thinking about Katy Perry and in fact, a specific line, we can dance until we die um, from Teenage Dream that like the way that Katy Perry honks it, there is like the, the dance part is, has primacy and not Mm -hmm. the die part, but Rihanna, I think as good as it, as an eye as she has um, just for like fashion being chic, like how to, you know, be a storyteller in um, like her retail concerns in her videos, in her public presentation and, you know, not to mention her songs, but this is such a, um, such a good distillation of her, ear for the like dark parts of um hip-hop of disco of um sub-genres of pop that are often ruled by artists of color and the um that even fun and like sort of dancey sounds have an underpinning of uh, seeking uh, like nihilism, like seeking Mm. forgetfulness and just like dancing yourself into oblivion by whatever means necessary and accompanied by whatever party favors necessary. And I think that, and I've said this about disco tracks and dance tracks a million times, that I think that, this, that specter that she and other artists are able to put into what is objectively a fantastic um, narrative dance song mm-hmm. that the that death death is waiting at the edge of the floor with a watered down drink to to be able to get that into this bop is like where where's her Peabody. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that this song has that for you if you want it. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about this many times too, but doesn't force you to take it. Yeah. You don't don't need it. Yeah. It's not not like Joan Baez being like, but you know, no, seriously, (laughs) think of the children of war. Rihanna's like, think about it. Don't, you don't have to watch the video. I had a job. I did it by like, (laughs) okay, yes, that too. But I suspect that this is why it is her longest running number one hit in her career of many number one hits, because Mm -hmm. the hook is so instantly catchy that we found love in a hopeless place. Like we can all sing that, Mm -hmm. but I think it's got enough substance that you want to keep going back to it. And I, I really do think that, of course, it's, perhaps foolhardy to predict such things. But I think that in 10 years from now, when this song is 20 years old, we will still think of it as being fairly definitive of its moment in pop music, because it does seem to be the best of what was going on in pop at that moment. Right. 
Yeah, I would agree. And I think it also, I think one of the reasons that I was sort of confused as to its provenance is that it has a couple of like touch DNA, like uh, exemplars from Gaga. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's like when you think about which ones they might be, that hopeless place and sort of poker face sound similar and that there is a similar like clarity of timbre happening in Gaga stuff and in the the vocal from Rihanna in this song. Um, and what like what genetic material is um, artistically is shared by these um, physically fairly unprepossessing um like height wise t- absolute titans of popular culture mhm um so yeah i mean this i'd spent like three times as long on prep with this song as i as i usually do i was like pouring over the video like it was zaprooter the zaprooter film like uh-huh. well and then this is happening and is this supposed to be chris brown and And then, like, there's an umbrella in the shot, and then it's, like, there's this shot of her where it's, like, she's been, like, she's been styled so well, she looks so beautiful, but something, like, really, like, someone is overdosing in the scene, (laughs) like, my God, what is happening? And then the song is still so good happening all around that, so, yeah, this, um, this was unexpectedly a lot, but in the best ways of this podcast. Totally. And I, it's also just really making me think about this is really a song where the music video really does elevate the experience. And that is not always true, Mm -hmm. but it's, you're right. There's just so much. And I would be remiss if I did not note that one of our listeners on Facebook commented that she often hears this as we found love in a hostess cake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But which hostess cake? Well, I think it's clearly a devil dog, right? Oh, okay. I would have been, I would have gone with a ring ding, but. Or maybe it's honestly just the cupcake with the white squiggly line of icing on the top. That's, I guess, up to the listener. Or the um, St. Pat's themed green snowball. (laughs) If you find love in that, God bless. Uh, Well, that, that is some, uh, that is some optimism in your life. (laughs) We found love in this sack of tiny white powdered donuts. <laughs> uh, or the nuclear blueberry filling of their little pies. I love that shit. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I do think I found love in a sack of those mini donuts that have the crunchy sugar crystals on uh, them. Uh-huh. Those are so fucking good. Uh-huh. I'm a, yeah. I would have found love in a tasty cake because I feel like their crumb topping is... Oh, yeah. Or I should say they're using superior preservatives. (laughs) There are so many ways that it's kind of like what we talked about with I Want to Sex You Up all those years ago, where you can sing a lot of things to the tune of this song. Like, we found love in your cherry vape. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, no, not cherry vape. No, no, there's no no love to be found in a flavored vape. I'm sorry to say. Especially not cherry. Come on, man. <laughs> well, um, I guess we should wrap this up because now I need to go down to the bodega and grab myself a, a hostess cake. Mm-hmm. Same. 
I hope you find love there. It's a wild thing to believe in When I touch the flesh of your body It's a wild thing for to happen When our lips are sealed from our kissing Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkandSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah, with an H, talkaboutsongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash mastass. Thanks for listening. Talk about songs, talk about songs, talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.